What up, what up? What's good? I'm back at it again with another episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 62. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of events going on this weekend. I mean, there's a lot of actually that has been happening, you know, ever since we've taken, oh, we took a week off because the last time we came in, I had gone on vacation. Now we co- I come back, you go on vacation. So it's Maybe. been a little mixture of everything. Nothing wrong. End of the summer vacation. Nothing wrong. Trying I mean, to enjoy life. Everybody needs a vacation everybody. every now and then from the regular life. And I mean, this, there's nothing bad. But that's the reason for us missing a recording. Sometimes the the timing can get a little uh, sketchy. But I mean, we're, we're here now. We're here now. And we have a little bit of news from last week, this week, and what's coming moving forward. But... We're going to try to break down a little bit of this, get into a little bit of Virgil Ortiz, a little Manny Pacquiao that happened over the weekend. Uh, Hard Knocks premieres mm-hmm. tomorrow, episode three. Uh, you got Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul fighting this weekend. Um, uh, there's a lot of news coming out. So let's let's get right into it and let's break some of these things down. First and foremost, we got to go with the hometown guy, Virgil Ortiz, the 147-pounder, going from... From uh, prospect to contender, fighting Kavalowskis, like we mentioned the last time Kavalowskis had fought Terrence Crawford, dropped Terrence Crawford in, in, in their fight against each other. So it was a big test for Virgil Ortiz, a perfect test, of, uh, um, a good step-up fight for Virgil Ortiz, again in his hometown, fighting in Frisco at the Star. And uh, honestly, we're starting you, with, you we're, and I... We're starting with Virgil Ortiz? Yeah. Okay. You and I both... Yeah. So we saw the fight, yeah, and I'm pretty sure you had the same feelings that I did. I said, "Holy shit!" You, did you get scared? No. When, when he no. got when he tripped or got taken down or fell or whatever it was, well, but he got caught early in the fight. Yes, round two, he got caught, and as I'm watching it, I'm just like, okay, like me. The only time, honestly, 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 that I get nervous, like super nervous on the fight, is when Canelo fights. Because that's my favorite fighter. Mm. But Virgil, I like to see what he does. Like, for me, if Virgil loses, it doesn't really do anything to me. Like, I like, because he's a young guy, you know. Yeah. He's he's coming up. So, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and he gets rocked. And I'm just like, holy shit. But before we say any of that, before we go any further, mind you, the same day, I don't, I'm, I do not know if a lot of people know this or they did know this. They listened to the broadcast and they heard what the, the news or, or what had, what was happening. But... Um, there was another fight that same day in Oklahoma, mm. which was Franco versus uh, Joshua Franco versus uh, Maloney. The trilogy. The trilogy fight in in on ESPN, and obviously the Virgil Ortiz fight was on uh, the Virgil Ortiz fight was on DAZN. Virgil Ortiz's trainer, his head trainer, is Robert Garcia, Mikey Garcia's brother. Joshua Franco shares the same trainer due to the fact of. The importance, and not to say that Virgil fight is not important, but Virgil has uh, uh, backup. You know what I mean? Like he has his father, he has um, a, a a team around him that could guide him in the right steps. And he feels like Virgil is mentally there, mentally strong, mentally prepared, mentally uh, ready to take on this. Uh, this task ahead of him so he felt and it was thrown out there that he wanted to corner virgil Mm -hmm. also corner virgil finish that fight dip 
get on a helicopter and go to Oklahoma and corner uh, Josh Franco. But it didn't happen that way. He said it was going to be too too tight, in which it was. It was going to be timing was going to be too tight, and it just wasn't going to work out. So he sent his dad, Robert Garcia Sr., and Virgil Ortiz Sr., and and Pita um, Garcia, which is Robert Garcia's son. Hmm. Um, that that was uh, Virgil Ortiz's corner. He said he felt like he had faith in that team, uh, especially with the experience that uh, Robert Garcia Sr. has. Uh, he trained, uh, obviously, he brought up Mikey Garcia. He brought up Robert Garcia. He brought up uh, um, Fernando Vargas. So he has experience. Uh-huh. And then Virgil Ortiz's dad has been training Virgil for, for forever. Um, but I'll tell you this. In the corners, when I was hearing uh, Virgil's dad uh, give Virgil advice, you could tell the difference in 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 um, advice. Like a corner uh, usually is trainer and fighter, but this was more like father and son. Uh-huh. Like you can straight up here, you can straight up tell that it's a father and son relationship when he was cornering him, because when it's usually um, a trainer and fighter, it's more like looking out for you. Like, uh, it's more, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but the, the, it's different. You could tell the experience and, and the way people listen, even though Virgil's uh, a great listener, you tell, you tell him to do something in the corner, he'll do it. Like he's very coachable, but that's, that's the one thing that I noticed. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, you could tell Virgil senior is talking to Virgil junior, like what he is, his son, like, come on, get it together. Especially when he got rocked in that second round, Mm -hmm. when he got rocked in that second round, Everybody, I'm pretty sure that was watching it, had their eyes wide open, like, holy shit, what is he going to do? And that's one thing that I like for young fighters to experience, adversity. When you face adversity, what what inside you kicks in and makes those adjustments for you to uh, gravitate to the situation and, and move forward, execute what, you're, what the game plan is? Because the, the game plan was never to get hurt, but the fact that you got hurt, and it's just, it turns on a whole different... Um, light bulb in your brain. Now it's like holy shit! It's like uh, mayday. Like we're going down. Like what do we do? You got to hold on. It's different scenarios that can happen while you're fighting that you have to process in so little time. While your brain is trying to recuperate, your legs under you are going, and you got a guy trying to rip your head off because he sees you hurt. But the fact that Virgil, at such a young age, at 23 years old, he was able to. Um, gather himself and 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 process the situation at hand and get out of the round survive the round because he was really hurt and Kavalowskis was going for the kill and he hits hard as hell mm-hmm. like Kavalowskis is a hard puncher and then come third round fourth round Virgil was coming at him and it was good is that Virgil's corner was saying don't go toe-to-toe with this guy because sometimes when you, the adrenaline gets going you want to go toe-to-toe like okay you want to hit me I'm going at you now no, it's a game plan. It's 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 boxing. It's not fighting. You gotta box this dude. Stay on the outside. Use your jab and 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 move your legs. Move around. Use your movement. That will break him down. Will break him down as the fight goes on. Don't try to just go for the knockout. Virgil has a history of not going past the sixth round, and but that is behind you at that time. When 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 the game plan goes out the window and the game plan is not going according to what you projected it to be. Make the adjustments. Yeah. All that outside noise, block it out. 
And that's what he did. He jabbed, jabbed. The jab was key. Body shots. He was catching them with uppercuts. That's what uh, Kavalowskis caught Virgil with a big uppercut. Since Virgil uses that high guard, you it's like the broadcast says, Sergio Mora said, is when you use the high guard, it's very hard for you to see the low punches that are coming from under you. You're, you're targeting like the jab, you're blocking it. The hooks, you're, drop, you're, you're blocking it because you have such a high guard, but that uppercut can sneak up on you. And that's what it did, and it caught Virgil. But he, like I said, he adjusted, and he moved forward and ended up knocking knocking down Kavalowskis with a body shot. The first one was a body shot, and I was just like, oh, man. When you go down from a body shot, that really fucking hurts you because anybody can catch you, time you, but when they catch you with the right shot to the body, it just kills your your body, shuts down. Yeah. There's You have no choice but to go down, to try and recuperate, grab some air, and take the full eight count and get up and breathe and hopefully he doesn't take you out and as soon as he got up boy Virgil hit him with another hook uh, with another body shot that just oh my god it hurt me god damn it because that that was bad I can only imagine I've gotten the air taken out of me and when I recuperate the last thing I want is another hit to the damn body and that's what he got and he ended up breaking down Kavalowskis and he ended up knocking him down in the was the eighth round he believe, him down. I believe it was eight right? And he knocked him down like three times. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it could be four times, but he knocked him down. He knocked him down back and like like back to back to back. It was every time Kavalowskis went down, you can see it in his face. You can see it in his face. He's losing confidence. He's breaking down. He's he's just deteriorating. Like he's his confidence is gone. Like he's just like I just don't have it. Like he it's just Put me out of my misery, and but don't kill me slowly. You know what I mean? Like, I think at that point, he was willing to go at it with Virgil until the end, but he knew that he was out of there. Like, he, he was too far behind. That was already, like, four knockdowns, and you're far losing like hell. You need to knock this kid out, and it's very hard, and you're already fatigue is starting to kick in. You're not at your, you don't have the most power in your punches. You don't have that anymore. You don't have that much pop in your punches like that anymore. You're, it's harder for you to breathe. Your hands are getting heavy. It's harder for you to move your legs. Ty- you're super tired. Um, it's taking a lot out of you, and you got this young stud coming at you full force, taking you out piece by piece, and ends up stopping Kavalowskis in the eighth round. He is 10 years younger than him. And, and you know, power. Is and that, well, to me, that ex- the, the I guess to me, the experience, the boxing style that he showed. Yeah. I mean, he came back from that second round knockdown. Like a champ, you know? Yeah, like somebody experienced. That's what experience does to you. That's the best thing that can happen. And not the best that he got caught. He didn't come back trying to, like, you know, with a haymaker, you know, trying to redeem himself. Yeah. He came back and he boxed it out. And that's the good thing about your corner. Your team has to uh, protect you and, and calm you down. That's why um, I've said this before here that I like when they air the the conversations between the corners because you want to hear the advice that the that the trainer is giving the fighter sometimes they can give you some bullshit uh advice and you're just like what the what what is this like what what kind of advice is that like you got to be able to to consider yourself a top-notch trainer an elite trainer the advice coming out of your mouth during those exchanges in the corner uh in between rounds have to be elite like it has to be 
you have as a trainer, you have to be watching and, and examining the fight as it's playing out, and give your advice, your fighter the correct advice to go out there and execute the game plan that you're trying to execute. You don't just say random shit, but if you cut to commercial break, as as a analyst or as a uh, as a critic, you you don't get that information. So it's kind of like you block us from what's going on. Oh, what's really it, there could be information going on in there. You remember in the UFC when Tyron, uh, when Kobe Covington and uh, and and uh, and Usman fought in the in the corner during in between rounds, Kobe Covington said, "I think I broke my jaw." Uh-huh. And and if you cut into commercial, we don't see that. Uh-huh. We don't get to hear that. We don't anticipate uh, what's going to happen in the next round with this dude coming out in between rounds with a broken jaw. But now we have that. So every time he gets hit in the mouth, you're just like, holy shit. Or you don't give him the credit for coming out in between rounds with a broken jaw, having that heart and the will to not give up and come out like a like a, like a, an animal, you know? Like he's willing to fight with a broken jaw to get and achieve the goal that he set out to achieve. If you cut in between rounds, we, it, you, you rob us from those exchanges. You rob us from that information. That's key information that we would want to know and we would want to hear. And um, but w- with all that being said, I just feel like Virgil executed. He faced adversity for me, honestly, for the first time in his career. He he truly, truly showed his experience. He uh, like a true champion that he is. Or, um, he's not a champion, but he's a contender for sure with uh, ch- championship asp- uh, aspirations and wants big fights. He called out. Not, he last fight he called out Terrence Crawford, but now it seems like he really wants Terrence Crawford. Will he get Terrence Crawford? I don't believe so. Not yet, at least. But I think for me, I think Virgil Ortiz is that kind of fighter that believes in himself. He believes that he can fight anybody and give anybody a fight. And a fighter like that, I like because they're not scared to lose and we've said it here on this podcast before a loss does not define your career not only that i mean maybe coming from i guess trainers like uh and being around the circle of uh, mikey garcia mm-hmm. that mentality you know i think that those type of fighters the culture there, the culture that yeah. they have is like you know i'm here that you know i'm not here the money is gonna come they're not here trying to just make you know bogus fights just to get a, a, a check, check you yeah. know they're trying to build a legacy. Build a legacy and have good fights, not just not just random fights to add to the resume that to just add a number. Yeah, to the tally of wins and so total to me, fights. To me that's my respect. Whenever obviously whenever Mikey Garcia went at, against Errol Spence, I was like, "Damn, yeah, you 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 pretty Bit much off more than you can chew." Yeah. But I mean, he's trying to fight somebody that he could I guess learn from that fight. Yeah. Take and a test L. Yeah. You and know, I'm testing myself with somebody, you know, bigger waters. Dare to be great. Yeah. And, and it didn't go his way. But, I mean, so what? Like, you know, he went out there and proved that he ain't scared to fight. I mean, like, he this, wants to fight. This this guy, Cabalascus, he wasn't no easy fight. Definitely wasn't. He give he will give a lot of fighters and, problems. And he almost went longer. He he could have gotten saved. He got he got taken down in, the, like, the last seconds of that round. Yeah. Tough dude, tough yeah. dude. Mad respect for yeah. him. A lot of people gain. If you didn't know who Kavalaskis was, um, especially here in Texas or even just casual boxing fans, that dude. When you hear his name again, you know for sure it's going to be a, a hard, grueling fight with whoever he faces next. If he doesn't um, contemplate um, retirement, but I mean, but he's only sure, he's only thirty three. I mean, he could still keep going still... for a little bit more. But there's no telling. There's always personal or inside. Um, 
not problems, but um, just maybe he's been doing this for years that we don't even know. Maybe he's uh, he's already taken back-to-back losses with Terrence Crawford and now Virgil Ortiz. Those guy. are not no. I mean, those are not no easy walks in the park. No, nope. Terrence Crawford probably the best in the in the division. Yeah, uh, I disagree, but I think Errol Spence is up there. Are they in the same weight weight class? Yes, they are. Virgil Isn't also welterweight and middleweight or middleweight is 160 pounds in boxing middleweight in UFC is 170 pounds I thought I thought Errol Spence was middleweight no welterweight welterweight I think in UFC is 170 pounds uh but who did you say Terrence Crawford is uh yeah. is, is a welterweight yeah and so is Errol Spence um Manny Pacquiao Ugas and Keith Thurman Sean Porter okay. all them dudes um so I believe I think Virgil's at that point that he feels like Canelo in a way. Yeah. Like, I want to fight Terrence Crawford. And if I lose, well, so be it. Yeah. I mean, I, I dared to be great. I'm still young, and I'm wanting to fight arguably one of the best fighters in the division when nobody wants to fight this dude. And I think Terrence Crawford is at that point in his career in, in that he would take that fight, just like um, Errol Spence took the Mikey Garcia mm-hmm. fight. Like, y'all saying this dude can beat me. There's a lot of hype behind Virgil Ortiz. And if that fight does get made, like, let's just say, because I know Sean Porter and... Would you want to see Danny Garcia first? Absolutely. That's a fight, a hell of a fight for Virgil. I think that's a hell of a fight for Virgil, but it would be kind of, I wouldn't say stupid, but it would be bad business from the Garcia camp to go against Virgil. Yes, because if you lose to Virgil, that's already a loss to the best in the division. You lost to... Sean Porter, you lost to Keith Thurman, you lost to Errol Spence, and now you fight Virgil, a young buck in the division, and you lose, that's bad business. That's bad for your brand. That's bad for your boxing career. And the attraction to your name is just watered down when you continue to fight the best fighters and you come up short every single time. So that's a decision that the Garcia family would consider. I don't know if they would actually take it. But for me, a Terrence Crawford fight against Virgil Ortiz is not out of the question, but just not in the near future. I would say maybe next year, possibly. Who's the main, main title holder in that division? Because I know there's a lot of titles, and we've talked about this so many times. Who's the main? Errol Spence. Okay. Errol Spence is the guy by the end of maybe this year or the end, or early next year will ha- hold three of the four belts the that are in the belts. division. All the real belts. Now, he has the real IBF. He has the real WBC. Now, we'll speak on this next, uh, Pacquiao and Ugas. Well, they Pacquiao fought. lost. So now that fight kind of doesn't make sense anymore. No, but we're not talking about Errol Spence fighting Pacquiao. Uh, Pacquiao. I mean, uh, Errol Spence, yeah, Errol yeah. Spence fighting Pacquiao. But uh, I'm just speaking on the belt itself. Yeah. Uh, whoever, let's just say Spence fights Ugas, mm-hmm. that's for the real belt. Like, they know, there's no, no funny business around that. And the other champion is Terrence Crawford. So, um, right now, I think for Virgil, he should take another step. And I honestly don't know, unless Golden Boy throws him Keith Thurman. You know, somebody that hasn't fought in a while. Somebody that you That's can see. That's what I was going to say. Either you Thurman can, or Sean Porter? No, Sean Porter will fight Terrence Crawford next. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Terrence Crawford and, and, I mean, and like Porter are those, off limits. Because those are two people that came off losses. Uh, Porter yeah. and Keith Thurman? Yeah. Yeah, Keith Thurman lost to Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. And Sean Porter lost to Earl Spence. Yeah. So real, real close fights, but Thurman will be available, and um, and Danny Garcia is available. Uh-huh. Well, Thurman right now is, looks like he's pursuing the TV gig, 
because he's obviously always on the panel for Fox. Every time there's a Fox pay-per-view fight, yeah. he's always at uh, broadcasting. So maybe that he found his next passion, which is not bad at it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is. He's constantly injured. Um, I don't know how competitive he might be, how hungry he is to get back in the ring. Um, so I just feel like maybe he found his calling, and I don't blame him for that. Uh, boxing is a tough sport, and if you don't feel like you need to be in there, and you don't have the the wherewithal to to stay in the ring and stay disciplined and have that hunger, just don't fight. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you don't play fighting. You don't play boxing. No. So, uh, shout out to Virgil, another win for the hometown for the hometown kid. He's 23 years old and only getting better. And hopefully, we see a top notch fight next for for Virgil. Golden Boy is doing a hell of a job. Uh, bringing him along and getting him up to speed and getting him the correct fights that that he needs to get uh, better and build his brand. And he's uh, he's an attraction here in Dallas. And I believe he'll be an attraction for, for most of the years to come. And I believe he is going to be the guy contending for those championship belts when Errol Spence eventually moves away. Moves do, you see him moving, do you see him moving up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Time. Yeah. And I believe, uh, let's just say, let me just throw a quick scenario out there before we get to the next topic. Let's just say... Errol Spence fights uh, Terrence Crawford for the belts, right? Say uh-huh. uh, Spence fights Ugas next, wins that belt, and then you get the big mega fight between Spence and Crawford. Boom. Spence beats Crawford. He's the unified champion. Uh, I mean, he's the undisputed champion. Excuse me. Uh, after that, Errol Spence had nothing to do there. So he'll relinquish those belts because if you don't know and people don't know, the, like the real – you have to pay to hold those belts. Uh-huh. Every time you fight and you're the champion – a percentage of your purse goes to those organizations, to those sanctioning bodies. You don't want to be paying them for what? Like those belts ain't shit. I mean, yes, they are, and they, and they become an, uh, uh, a thing like that you captured and you were yeah. one of the undisputed. But if there's no, you have no business holding onto those belts anymore, and you're about to move up. Let go of those belts. Stop paying them those that money. The dove is really, I mean, the fight. Yeah, is the, it where the money's at? You already not holding won. the belts. You already won. So let that let them let them fight well, for the belts. That kind of sucks. That's that's boxing, bro. That's what sucks about boxing. And uh, so and then after that, I believe Virgil will be the one contending because mm. after Spence moves, then you probably get a fight between Virgil and Terence Crawford. And do you said Teofimo might move up to this. No, Teofimo is going to move up to 140 pounds, which would be. Where Josh Taylor's at, Jose okay, Ramirez, okay, Regis so Progre. Yeah, it's a lot of divisions, a lot of belts, a lot of champions. It's very confusing. That's the life of being a boxing fan and keeping up with a lot of boxing. That's why it's so hard to explain to a lot of people. It's not like UFC. You know, UFC is so one champion, every division it has a champion. It keeps it simple. Yeah, and it's uh, it's yeah, like you said, it's simple and right to the point. But shout out to Virgil. Hopefully, we get to see him. Yeah, maybe. We're in August, maybe at the end of the year, and if anything, top of next year. Uh, but it was a hell of a performance from him, for sure. Let's talk. You want to go? The ahead. legend. You want, do you want to go ahead and talk about Pacquiao? The legend. Okay. The legend of Manny Pacquiao fought over the weekend against Ugas, the Cuban, Cincuenta y Cuatro Milagros, the fifty fifty four. Um, How old is he? He's up there. He's 35. Yeah. 35 years old. Um, Pacquiao's 40? 54 Miracles. I don't know exactly what's behind that nickname, but... Does anybody on here have as many fights as Pacquiao? No. The closest one that I believe next to have the most fights is probably Canelo. Canelo has like 50 plus fights. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, he was Manny Pacquiao was supposed to fight Errol Spence Jr. And unfortunately, Errol Spence Jr. was uh, diagnosed with a torn with a torn retina. Yeah. So he was forced to be pulled out of the fight, and he was unable to compete. And one thing that I hate is people assuming that he was scared. That oh, you, yeah. I'm pretty sure you heard the rumors, and there's a lot of people criticizing him for moving the fight. First of all, you know how much, excuse my language, you know how much fucking money he would have made make fighting this dude? How much exposure he would have got fighting this dude? How big and the magnitude of this fight? And for you to tell me that this dude's just going to pull out of this fight for no damn reason, knowing there's a belt on the line, fighting the legendary Manny Pacquiao in Vegas. That was probably going to be his only chance. Yes, I believe. Because I believe, I believe that train and that boat has yeah. sailed for sure. It's gone. I don't think there's there's no point in fighting Manny Pacquiao anymore because he doesn't hold the belt. No, he would have. And there's another. There's more. Oh, you want to say something? No, well, I mean, I just guess. I mean, there's no reason to fight somebody that just came off a loss. True. Especially at that age. Not only that, and put yourself in Manny Pacquiao's shoes. There's no point in me fighting this dude if I don't have to. Yeah. Right. Um. But typical boxing, there's some some bullshit happening. So, Manny Pacquiao's going to fight Errol Spence, right? Supposedly for the WBA belt. Now, when Manny Pacquiao was inactive, you know, the last time he fought was when he fought Keith Thurman. And when he fought Keith Thurman, that was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. And he or won. three years ago. Two years ago. And he won surprised a lot of people. A lot of people thought he was going to get his ass handed to him. I lost money on that fight. Yes, yeah. I did. And I believe he needed to be tested right after that fight because there's no goddamn way he's that old performing at that high a level, knocking he, out a dude like that. Years old. He's a Christian. He's God's warrior. But he but he proved me wrong. So with that being said, he was inactive after that. You know, he's he's a politician in the Philippines. He's he has a, things to do. Yeah. He's not just a full-time boxer. He's not going to fight two times a year. He's not even going to fight maybe once a year. He did not fight during the pandemic. So the WBA stripped him from the belt, and they gave it to Ugas. They elevated Ugas as the new WBA champion just because due to inactivity from Manny Pacquiao. A lot of people didn't know that. So now when the fight was made against Spence, Spence was going to be the... What do they call it? The interim champion. He wasn't going to be the real champion. So he was just going to fight Another, some more bullshit a, from Boston. for a chance to fight Ugas next. Yes, if he were to fight Ugas after that, then he, he would be got... declared the actual champion. Yeah. Like I said, some other bullshit from boxing. Typical boxing bullshit. So with the fact that um, Errol Spence was pulled from the fight and Ugas was elevated as the no contender against Manny Pacquiao. Now the fight was for the real belt because those were the two guys that one was stripped, one was elevated. The whole controversy was between them two guys. And now the fact that they, those two guys were going to fight for the belt, it made it just that more inch, that much more easier and that much more simple for Errol Spence to be considered the champion with mm-hmm. him fighting the winner of that fight. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people were questioning. It just got so bad with Errol Spence that I just felt like there were just haters out there just thinking that he pulled out, he had to uh, uh, clear the doctor to release his medical record yeah. to say that this was not a fake injury, that this is real and all that. Bro, this is this is just some bullshit. He didn't have to do all that. You can tell. Errol Spence is not that kind of guy. He's willing to fight anytime, anyone, anywhere. So the fact that it got that far, it's just ridiculous to me. So, I mean, I didn't pay that no mind. I knew he was hurt. He wouldn't back out from this. And, I mean, he's been calling for this dude for, for a long time. So why would he do that? 
But now that Ugas got elevated, people don't know who the hell he is. Ugas is a, he's a guy that's been earning his stripes in the division, grinding. Yeah. Fought Sean Porter, and in my opinion, he beat Sean Porter, but they gave the fight to Sean Porter um, because I believe they wanted to make the 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 fight between Sean Porter and Errol Spence, which eventually took place, and Spence ended up winning that WBC belt. And that was a good fight. It was a good fight. Uh, the Ugas versus Sean Porter was also a good fight. It was mm-hmm. a damn good fight. That's my first time ever seeing Ugas when he fought Sean Porter. Mm-hmm. And I said, damn, this dude is good. So, I, I mean, I kept my eye he's on Ugas. Dude. He's tall. He's yeah. long. Yeah. He's His Cuban. He, yeah, he had a lot. To me, I thought he was dominating Pacquiao. And I, I, I love Pacquiao. But he just looked in there like Pac-Man, just like always. You know, he's in there sticking, sticking, moving, but he was just getting caught. Well, the arms just kept going around him and pop, pop. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you believe, like, obviously the whole question behind his this fight, even whether it was Ugas or whether it was Spence, Father Time. Oh, yeah. Father yeah, Time yeah. was a big uh, topic of conversation in this, uh, in this uh, comeback from Manny Pacquiao after two-year layoff. Do you believe that had anything to do with his performance on Saturday night? No, I mean, obviously his boxing. His skills are still there. I just don't think the power's there. Okay. You know, he could stick a move, you mm-hmm. know. He does it very well. I mean, but I just don't think the power's there. And I feel like now he actually feels them hits a lot more, too. Okay. Because he's been taken down, like, lights out whenever yes. he fought Marcus. Yes. I thought he died whenever I saw that. Okay. Because he was just out, like... like That is true. Like, like a log. He was done. Yes. And for him to come back and have other victories after that fight. A lot of people don't come back from fights like that. Especially at that age. Yeah. So he has came back. And he has fought great at high level. Like uh, like I was saying, when he fought Thurman, mm-hmm. a lot of people underestimated him not being able to keep up. Because, uh, I mean, age difference, mm-hmm. um, being inactive. He's one of those persons that he'll go over there. He's a he's a governor. He's a whatever he does over there. Senator. And, yeah. Full he's a politician. senator. He's a senator. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's doing other stuff. He's wearing a suit and tie, you know, doing different things, you know, going away from training. Blessing he, the people. Yeah. For him to come back and then still fight at a high level, mm-hmm. that's impressive. It but, is impressive. But, like, I think he said it this weekend. Uh, and you could see it. He just gets hit, and he's, he you could tell he's getting hurt. You uh, see it in his face. You see it. You see it, like, I guess in this fight I saw it more. Um, this is the Manny Pacquiao that I thought I would see against Keith Thurman. Okay. This was the guy that I saw. But the difference between that fight and this fight is that he had a full camp. Yeah. He trained for Thurman, and he got to fight Thurman. Mm-hmm. The difference between this camp, he was training for Errol Spence. Mm-hmm. And then it changed like that. Yeah, yeah. And then he fights Ugas. First of all, you don't fight against Ugas in a week's time. Yeah, yeah. Two, you don't fight. A Cuban fighter is always difficult to fight. Yeah, yeah. You don't fight a Cuban fighter in a week's notice. You don't fight an Olympian in a week's notice. The fact that he was able to do that. That has something he, to do, but I'm, I'm always going to say this. You could also say, you could also not take the fight. You could po- postpone the fight. He's not that kind of guy. Exactly. Bro, he doesn't have so that time. So if he feels like he, he he could do it, I believe he could do it. And that's why he got in there. Yeah. Because I honestly believe that he felt like he could do yeah. it. He was in shape. He was I mean, training. he's in shape. He could fight. And I want to say, well, Errol Spence and Ugas, similar height, probably. I think Ugas is taller. Ugas look, look. does look way bigger. Yeah, he's definitely a tall guy. And the good thing that I've always said that I believe, 
the advantages that you have, which is being taller in this case, he was taller, he was longer. If the advantages that you have and you can take advantage of those advantages, you're a dangerous fighter. The fact that Ugas was able to jab, double jab, and hit him with hooks and move around the ring, uh, control the pace, uh, show ring generalship. I think all those factors came into play in the defeat of Manny Pacquiao. I feel like Manny Pacquiao had a certain style that he believed that he was going to get his victory, let alone did he, little did he know how prepared Ugas was. Arrow's actually uh, taller taller and longer. Wow. Yeah. So you can only imagine. Yeah. But before we get there, Ugas, and you would think Ugas would be starstruck. Not starstruck, but like, um, like a deer in headlights. Because, yes, he's been in a big fight. I think his biggest fight was against Sean Porter. Yeah. But a guy like Manny Pacquiao, who has a country behind him, who has, he's a fan favorite even here in the U.S. People were shouting Manny for all week. Yeah. Ugas, who the hell is Ugas? He ain't got nothing. That's the reason why I didn't want to watch it. Because I was like, okay, well, this is an easy walk for Manny. Because no. Manny's experienced. But you you also have to keep in mind, Manny's 42 years old. Seven years older than this guy. Okay. Let me let me play devil's advocate. If Manny five five bro, if Manny Pacquiao is five five, if Manny Pacquiao would have beat this dude, what would be the what would be the argument now? What would be the narrative? Skills pays the bills, bro. That was what I was gonna say, and the skills came from Ugas. Yeah, Uga, let me ask you this: Do people need to put respect on Ugas's name now? Well, I mean, did he become a household name no. after meeting Manny Pacquiao? I don't think so. I think he will earn him another big fight. You know, uh-huh. that's about it. Uh, he's a thirty-five-year-old. That has four losses, and he's on his way out. I mean, could he? Uh, I don't think he'll be able to keep up with, you know, Arrow. I don't think he'll. I don't think he if if he were to beat Arrow or Terence Crawford, then then we'll be talking. Then we'll be talking. Right now, just because of the inactivity of Pacquiao, I, even though there's a lot of respect for Pacquiao. Yes. A lot mad respect for yeah. Pacquiao, but he's 42 years old. Bro. He is 42. He's 5'5", five, five, bro. He was in there with a with a, with a, with a, somebody that's inactive, older, and smaller. Yes, that is true. Experience? Yeah, a lot of experience there. But put it like this, he didn't drive any Pacquiao. No. Which No, the, Manny Pacquiao had his moments in the fight. But what I'm trying to get to is that Manny Pacquiao had it in his head that this dude does not have power. Enough power to knock me down yeah. or knock me out. So the only way he was going to win is to outbox him, which is what he did. Yeah. He outboxed him. When you saw Manny Pacquiao at the end, he looked fucked up. Yeah, like his he, face was jacked Yeah, up. his face was swollen, bleeding. He was yeah. cut. Yeah. It was just so much punishment. Yeah. But just based off the jab, the the hooks, the he was... Both of them, both of them had swollen faces. And it was close. It wasn't yeah. just like a blowout. No, no it wasn't. But it, when you it, saw the fight, you knew who the winner was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was dominating. He, 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 I guess he, he was able to control the distance. Pacquiao got in there. But yeah. when he got in there, he got popped. Yes, and he was uh, he was um, he was trying to throw so many punches, and a lot of them weren't landing. Yeah, which led him to get fatigued, and like I said, heavy hands, heavy feet, moving starts getting a little slower. And Ugas with that jab he had, he would double it up. Classic line from uh, Anthony Joshua: "A good right hand will take you around the block, but a good jab will take you around the world." And boy, did Ugas show that jab with perfection! Like he was hitting that jab beautifully. And Ugas needs to uh, needs to be um, not praised, 
but he needs to be um, applauded for the performance that he put on. Uh, oh, definitely. Because he came, he did it on short notice. He also had yeah, a short. Yeah, yeah. He both, didn't he on, didn't train for Manny Pacquiao. On both sides, there's a lot of respect. But he believed that he was able to win, and he went in there and won the fight. The lights weren't big enough for him. He was ready for the fight. He had his opportunity, and he took advantage of it. And hands, hats off to him. Appla- applause for him. People need should have got up out of their seats and clapped and gave an ovation for what the performance that he put out there. In my opinion, that's what I saw, and that's what I took from that fight. Now, when you're talking about Errol Spence, you're talking about a whole different monster. Errol Spence, not only would he beat Ugas, I, I believe he would do something that Pacquiao couldn't do and Sean Porter couldn't do. I believe he stops uh, Ugas. I believe he stops him, and I believe he drops him a couple of times because Errol Spence is a different beast. Okay, what nobody says, he would have beat the hell out of Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he would have beat the hell out of Pacquiao, and not just. And and I'm not talking about um, saying this on uh, on in hindsight. I'm not saying it in hindsight. I said this before he was pulled out of the fight. He is about to retire Manny Pacquiao. He will, and he and he would have, in my opinion. That's why I took Ugas. Matter of fact, I won a 24 pack with my brother. Okay. I bet him a 24 pack, and I won. I told my sister-in-law, bet this dude. He's so confident that he believes Pacquiao's going to win. He has no idea who he's in the ring with. Bet him 20 bucks. Bet him 20 bucks. She won $20. At my job, I was going to bet the maintenance lady. She's a big Pacquiao fan. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm not going to take your money just because I like you. I'm not going to take your money, but the Cuban is going to win. And he won. I even told some other dude. Is uh, Tony still there? Yes. Oh, you should have bet Tony. <laughs> I had told uh, Demarcus Jones, uh, a coworker of ours, of ours, I told him, um, I'll give you Pacquiao. He looked at me like, what do you know? What do you know that I don't know? Why would you be giving me Pacquiao? I said, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, I'm giving you Pacquiao. He's the favorite. And Ugas, who is Ugas? Nobody knows Ugas. I mean, I do. But I was just like, I people would bet me. It's like if uh, a Cowboy fan is trying to get a bet in game one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who wouldn't take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They're the damn champs and they got the GOAT. You know what I mean? You're going to get the most bets. So if I'm giving you Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. shit, I mean, you're going to take that bet. And But those are two people that I just didn't bet. But my brother, yeah, I had to I had to give to him. So he, he owes me a 24-pack. He knows this. But shout-out to uh, Ugas. He enjoyed the moment. He a big fight. He pulled the upset. Those who bet on Ugas knew what was going to happen. And shout-out to you. You made some money. And Ugas... Um, I think Ugas just became Caleb Plant. You know what I mean by that? Do you know what I mean by that? I don't think so. But do you know what I mean by that? That he's just the next guy to beat? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's he's going to be... He knows Errol Spence is coming for him. Yeah, yeah, because he has something that they want. Yes. And now it's going to be complicated. Hmm. He's going to ask for some money. Yeah, he deserves. He wants to be compensated. Every, every, everybody deserves some money. Everybody deserves to get paid, especially when you take a dub. I mean, you you want a bigger dub. It's gonna be like you. I want my compensation. God damn it! I want um, everything. And if he even gives him a good fight, he will. I mean, he will give him a fight, but he knows, and I honestly believe that the promoter knows, the network knows. This is a guy that's just gonna give up his belt. Like this is a guy that's gonna get his belt took. So we want to pay him, make his time worthwhile, pay him his money, and uh, thanks for his services. 
And that's what Caleb Plant. If Plank I were is. him, I would try to get a. a no, nah, I think Caleb Plant. He he's isn't he undefeated? Is I mean isn't, isn't he undefeated? Like he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't he's undefeated. He hasn't lost. He has not lost. Okay. But what I mean is that Caleb Plant is like, oh yeah, everybody, analysts, reporters, uh, broadcasters are saying, he's it's just like Canelo just won the 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 next belt. People are looking at you like, yeah, you fam, you next, like. That guy right there, he's coming after you. So uh, is, no. prepare to pick up your phone. Well, see, that's that's an even match to me on my on my. You want to bet? That's another even match. You want to bet? You wouldn't put your money on it. Yeah, how much you want to bet? I bet you a hundred dollars right now. Then why you always got? Why you always want to take all okay, my money? Twenty bucks. Yeah, okay. We'll do twenty know. bucks. We'll we'll bet when it gets there. We'll be. How about that? We'll, Let's we'll, see if you lose. It's in when November sixth. You may get more confidence. November sixth, right? Yeah, November sixth. Okay, so it might get interesting. We might do a, a we'll do a basket of bets. Okay. On that fight. Okay. Well, I just gotta I just gotta do my research. And okay, well, it's and see, in November. And see what I want on that bet. Okay. So I might want a case, twenty dollars, something, probably pluckers. You, you might know? gain some confidence. You know, you don't seem so confident right now. So I'm gonna let you. I just don't want to do a hundred dollars. I want to do something that's that's probably, perfectly fine. Probably more. That's perfectly fine. Personal. I'm, you know? I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with that. Canelo's your guy. I'm, yeah. I'm just taking the other guy. I'll I'll, I'll be that a, I'll, I believe is a good match for Canelo. I'm not saying he's the guy. I'll be happy with a trip to Rally House, and let me choose something from in there. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy there with you that. Go, there you I'll be happy with that. And there's stuff in there more than a hundred dollars. <laughs> nah, uh, I wouldn't abuse you like that, bro. But anyways, okay, yeah. Uh, shout out to Ugas. Uh, he's the he's the WBA champ now, the the real champ. There's no way around it. And hopefully Manny Pacquiao. To say he he should retire, um, me personally, I don't believe that. I just believe for me, honestly, honest, honest, honest truth. I believe this was a lack of preparation. This was a last-minute fight, and it's hard who for do, you to Who do you believe him. will be a great fight for Pacquiao after this one? Not one, not not a tune-up fight, but a fight that's actually going to make a, make him some money. I got a name. And then also be entertaining for I, the fans. I got a name. I don't want to see Pacquiao just take L's to nobodies. I got know? a name. Not saying that Ugas was a nobody. Yes. But he was, he was going unknown. Into, yeah, he yeah. was unknown about to casual. To, about to go yeah. into a nobody. He was unknown, but he's he's obviously he's a champ. Can I give you a name? That would even if he doesn't have a belt. I would, and I'm talking about no. Pac- yeah, I don't. I don't give. Pac- a, yeah, I'm talking about. I'm the, Pac- I'm, I'm the fan that doesn't give a damn about belts. I'm the fan that just wants to see a good fighter fight another good fighter. Okay. The person that I would be, I would think, because at this point, uh, Errol Spence is is gone. Yeah, and Errol Spence is gonna be. It's kind of like a step down to fight Pacquiao now, even though yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. legend. But yeah, yeah. It, there's no point in that. So the next best thing for me that I believe for Pacquiao to do, which would be a big crowd, and his his last fight for me, this should be his last fight, and he can retire perfectly happy, and with some of his best supporters and mixed with his supporters. Which would be Manny Pacquiao versus Mikey Garcia in his farewell fight. You got the Hispanic fan uh, fan base, and then you got their fan base, and it's Mikey attracts a crowd. Uh, Mikey wants to fight somebody, and I believe that would be the perfect fight. He could still get the Manny Pacquiao fight. People would want to see Manny Pacquiao against Mikey Garcia. They're kind of one of them trumps the other. Uh, one of them has been in the division more than the other. The other one, could, the underdog, could possibly win. It's a close fight. It's an attractive fight. The fans would love it. The pan, the fans would pay to see it. 
I mean, I believe that's the perfect fight for for Manny Pacquiao to come back at least one more time. It's not a a landslide of a win for Manny Pacquiao or Mikey Garcia, but it's an entertaining fight. I'm kind of, I'm a I'm a Mikey Garcia fan, bro. Yeah. So but I mean, that's a good fight, right? But I'm kind of out on him. Inactivity. It definitely, it's definitely. I mean, Mikey can get a fight. Mikey can get a fight before that fight because you're not going to see Pacquiao from here till probably next summer. You know, his inactivity is hella long. I think I would rather see Pacquiao, Danny Garcia. No, I'd rather see Danny Garcia, Virgil. I would even want to see Virgil, Pacquiao. What about a fight of the Garcias? See, the Danny young, versus Mikey. The younger, the youngest, probably one of the youngest, you know, in this division. Mm hmm. Going against the one of the most experienced. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios out there you can put. I mean, but if, if he, if I just, I just, Pacquiao's smart. He would I, stick that Kavalaskis fight like and be like, Mikey, yeah, I, I don't think don't... I want to take those body shots. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I just feel like since you can quote or kind of say, man, uh, Mikey height? is on his way out. Also, just like Manny, so it's like they're kind of perfect for each other. They're meant to fight each other, in my opinion. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, hopefully we get to see some more fights in the near future. Um, do you want to hit um, the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight? We can. That way we can get it out the way. Uh, what do, you, are you, do you have high expectations for this fight? Or what are your expectations look, for this fight? Obviously, it's a YouTuber fight. Yes. Obviously, there's no... no res- I mean, there's no, like, recognition... In the boxing community, or I mean, there's no way they could become champs fighting, you know, because they're just random division uh, and fighting styles. Okay, you have a YouTuber boxer and a MMA fighter that's coming off a lot of losses. Yes, probably like three in a row. Yeah, so this is more like a grudge match, basically just a big fight. They just have beef with each other. They don't like each other. Right. Uh, they don't respect each other. Okay. Uh, I just I, I don't mind seeing it, just for being a Tyrone Woodley fan. Okay. I wouldn't mind him just sticking it to Jake Paul. Just you know to just you know hit him a couple times. You know make mm-hmm. re, make him respect your name. You know, but put some respect on your name. Can on you the sport. at least give some sort of props? Because you did come off saying you give props when props are due. Yeah. Can you give the props to Jake Paul? Oh, yeah. Mad respect to Jake Paul and Logan Paul and the whole uh, YouTube uh, because I think this is the future. Yes. Look. There's a lot of things going on here. Okay. I don't have respect for a nobody just, you know, taking a fight. Because, I mean, there's a lot of issues with the last fight. with uh, what's Ben Askren? Ben Askren. He, he, he took an L. He took a dive, bro. He got a check. No, it's just Jake Paul kicked his ass. I mean, he just picked a guy that didn't really Jake, box. Jake Paul they kicked his ass. Fight. But you have to have some type of chin. I do admit that even though Ben Askren did say they paid him a lot of money. Yeah. So, of course, he took it because of the money. But yeah, after yeah. the si- contracts were signed, I believe he honestly believed that I could possibly win this. I mean, this kid cannot beat me. He sh- I fought in the UFC. I fought in, in so He's many. In the Olympic. This dude is a YouTuber. I could probably beat him. No, Olympic you didn't. Olympic wrestler. You got right? your ass kicked. I uh, do not know if he was an Olympian, but he was like a. a I think he a, didn't go to the Olympics. He was a 
all division uh something like that oh. in oh, college oh yeah yeah um uh, but benito now that i believe jake paul has taken this whole um exhibition matches uh, or exhibition fights to a whole nother level they've made it a brand they've made it a platform they've made it um a movement you know like they've created something that wasn't done before and now i mean i'm lying it had been done before because conor mcgregor did that conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather started this all that should be noted yeah. that well, they started it's... it all but these dudes took it to a whole another level because i honestly believe after mayweather and conor mcgregor did the first time this was done like mayweather did it but he did it against some chinese or japanese dude overseas and he didn't really get that many views up until logan paul fought ksi and then eddie hearn got a hold of it made it into a the zone uh mega fight yeah he's a he's an olympian oh who's an olympian ben askren oh, good job and uh so and now jake paul has become this villain that nobody's can stand nah i mean he's he's doing what he's doing i mean he's being who he is a youtuber entertaining he's an entertainer bro so i respect him i saw his hit list did you see his hit list no he had um ksi which has beat his brother once and tied um he's fought, he had him he had canelo fam i mean he, he's he, just throwing names that'll get him money that i mean I if mean, canelo talks about him or if he Views with Canelo. I mean, the Canelo fans would just give him views, you know? He had Conor McGregor in there. Who he, doesn't? He had um, uh, Tyron Woodley, obviously, in there. He had a couple of names. Um, but for me, honestly, I give Jake Paul props. He may talk a lot of shit. He may uh, rub people the wrong way. But when it comes to his training and when it comes to... Because you don't do all this for no reason. You're not yeah. just going to get in there and make an ass of yourself. You actually got to get prepared for this. You're going well, he's up... He's making a whole lot of money, bro. Definitely. He's making way more than UFC fighters. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, he... He's making probably as much as Canelo. Tyron Woodley already just said, this is the biggest paycheck I've ever had yeah. in my Combined, career. Combined, probably. And it's just because of the attention and the eyeballs and yeah. the uh, views he's that he gets. He's probably getting more endorsements right now than ever before. And that's what, and unfortunately, that's what causes uh, views, you know, streams or or whatever. You to know, to me. Okay, continue to go, I, I I'm sorry for keeping interrupting you. I just feel like that's it, it's just controversy sells. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what Jake Paul brings controversy. People love it. What they're doing right now is just doing whatever they want and having fights the right way because I mean they do have a ref they do have you know like they are taking the you know these are boxing fights they're yeah. not I mean you're not just going in there and have bare knuckle fights you know this is not no uh, backyard no these are wrestling. sanctioned you fights know, these are you sanctioned know, fights they're, yeah they're sanctioned by a fighting com- a commission yeah. so they're they're legit yeah they're 100% legit okay so I feel which is disrespectful probably for uh, the sport your, of boxing your boy Dana White Oh, but Uncle Dan? yeah, but I feel like he's not doing his job and paying the athletes right what they deserve. So it's so, kind of like the NFL. He's yeah. Running. So right now, what they're doing is over here having a boxing committee where they're getting random. If they get real boxers, you know, like let's say Errol Spence comes up here, mm-hmm. and then you have you know, it's so hard to get a fight done in. In real boxing, you know, by the committee and all that and all that. Yeah. 
But I mean, what if they just, you know, meet up? Like, hey, man, we're going to do a fight. Aerospace, Terrence Crawford. Yeah. It's taking so long to, to get done. Let's just do it. They're going to get mad money. It's going to get promoted like crazy. And it's going to get put on in, I don't know, whichever random uh, network network they want to do it on. Do it on. Which is crazy because I think I saw a, a image or, in a, or a post that said, like, the uh, money earned yeah. for, like, the past fight or two fights. I think, like, Conor McGregor had, like, Two million, yeah, yeah, one point yeah, yeah. seven million, yeah, yeah. and I forgot the other person. It was that, Osman, and it was Canelo. It was Canelo, right? Yeah, and Canelo had thirty million. I think he had fifty million. Nah, no chingas, it wasn't fifty. It was thirty million, and I think I actually posted that also on Facebook. You don't, we're not friends on Facebook because you don't have Facebook. But, um, but anyways, he can you look at the look at the pay gap, look at the difference. You mean to tell thirty me, million for Canelo, ten million for uh, McGregor. And how many One fights? Point in Has last two fights. Two fights, right? And Usman, one point thirty five million. One point thirty five million. He's the champ. One point thirty five million. Defending with great like And look at the opposition he's fought. Yeah. Fucking killers. Yeah. And he's killing them, making them look like chumps. One point five million. Less than one point five million. Less than one point five million. And Connor was what? Ten. Ten million for his last two fights, and he's not was, even and he's not even the champ. I'm which talking is Poirier for his last Poirier two fights. Poirier was his last two fights where he yeah. got one broken leg and one knock and put to sleep stoppage, and Canelo thirty million. Yeah, but I mean, and that's how it is though in boxing. But Canelo, but Conor McGregor is just as big as Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, no, Canelo's bigger. Canelo's bigger, but the but, superstardom that. Yeah, yeah, but bro, Conor breaks the stars out in Vegas. The stars but, are out. Yeah, yeah, but in boxing, you think you in a race. In boxing, you have the whole fight is made for the main event. Mm-hmm. There, it, like nobody cares about everybody else on the card unless it's a good fight. Where a boxing? In boxing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The main event for is sure, it. For sure. Canelo, for sure. Canelo's gonna sell out the stadium. He's gonna sell out the pay per views. Yeah, and the promoting all the way up to the fight. The main card is so for he's the- gonna get paid. Canelo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In boxing, I mean, that's how it works. You sell out the stadium, you sell out the pay-per-views, you get paid. Yeah. Sadly, in UFC, they don't. They don't do that. The, the, that's that's wild. The, the actual numbers that you see for the UFC fighters fighting, what they make opposed to boxing is, is ridiculous. It's, it's, Even though boxing has such a bad rep for but, being but corrupt But it's and all not that. right. I mean, I want to say Usman, probably now, in his, last, in his last year since Covington, I want to say... After that, he has been selling pay-per-view. Sadly, he wasn't selling uh He's arenas. not selling pay-per-view. His opponents are selling. Yeah. He hasn't been selling arenas because, I mean, it was COVID season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's to the real fans. And I think there's a lot more real fans than before. Right. But that's Usman just, is somebody to watch. Um, I just believe that it's, it's kind of wild. At the fact that a YouTuber had to put this on notice and yeah. put it on, on, on display, and unfortunately for Dana White, he gets the fingers pointing at him. But Dana White is a smart man. He knows everything, and he knows the right things to say to get the media off his back and to say that he's the good guy. He's doing everything for these fighters. He's putting them on big cards. He's doing the best for their careers. Even though the pay is for sure one of the main things that has been brought up in the media for him. Um, um, it's a slap in the face, bro. Of course, but you cannot tell me UFC is not the biggest sport, one of the biggest sports in the in the. And I don't think right it's now. gonna. Well, I hope it does last. 
I like the way it is organized. I just don't like the, them getting disrespected like that. Of course. Um, but what if, and this is something that's been circulating, fight starts, like fighters start having fights outside the UFC. Will they get penalized? Uh, if the fighters, I mean, yes, because yeah. you would have to get permission from the UFC. I believe, uh, um, what's the dude's name? Um, uh, George St. Pierre. Uh-huh. He was supposed to fight uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh-huh. And UFC said no because when you retired, you still had I think two more fights left on your contract. But since you said you were going to retire, we uh, we uh, respected that. And but now if you come back out of retirement, you know but it was going to be boxing. You're right? not just going to go fight a random. You still have two fights. Before you can do that, you need to uh, honor your contract. That's disrespectful. Well, this because it's, it's going to be it, boxing. It's not MMA. It's a signed contract. You cannot compete in a because that's a sanctioned well, fight. Okay. Well, imagine if they do MMA YouTuber fight, but it's not going to be a YouTube. You're not going to fight a YouTuber. Let's say a lot of people want to see the trilogy with Nick Diaz and McGregor. Let's say that goes into this type of situation. What does? McGregor and uh, Nick Diaz. Let's say McGregor and Tony Ferguson. You don't think that's going to make a lot of money? Which one? Tony Ferguson versus Conor McGregor? Yeah. Because people will want to watch it. Yes, people want to watch it, but they already know what they're going to get with Tony Ferguson. But the only reason they'll watch it, like I said, is because Conor McGregor. He's so... Um, He's so uh, he's such an attraction for the fans, even for the casual fans, people that don't even watch uh, UFC on the regular, don't watch every pay per view, don't watch every UFC fight night. They know Conor McGregor. Tony Ferguson doesn't sell out. Tony Ferguson hasn't been the headliner since what Gaethje versus him. Yeah, it was the last time he headlined. Every other fight, he's been co-main event or even less than that. I don't even think he was the co-main event for his last fight against uh, who was it? It wasn't Luke. It was um, that guy, the good guy, uh, Dariush. Dariush. That was the last time he, he he wasn't even headlining. So no, absolutely not. It wouldn't be because of Tony Ferguson. It would be because of Conor McGregor. But before we get off track, even though we've gotten off track, um, Hell off track. Jake Paul will be fine. Tyron Woodley, in my opinion, I hope Tyron Woodley wins, just because I like Tyron Woodley. I believe he's a power puncher, and but I just believe that. Jake Paul has been training for boxing since he started. And for Tyron Woodley, he's been learning everything for his whole life. Yes, he's been training boxing. Yes, he knows uh, jiu-jitsu. Yes, he knows uh, probably Muay Thai and all that stuff. But when you practice a a single skill set, which is the sport of boxing, you tend to gravitate towards that single skill set. When you practice different skill sets... Uh, you lack one more than the other. It's kind of like what they say. You cannot do two things because you're giving half the effort, right? If you have two things, if you like wrestling and basketball and you try to do both, you're probably giving 50% to basketball and 50% to wrestling. But if you give up one, you're going to give 100% to that one sport. And I believe that's what Jake Paul has been doing. He's been giving 100% to the sport of boxing. Tyron Woodley, yet he's been doing wrestling, uh, jiu-jitsu, boxing, uh, everything. Now he has the fight against Jake Paul. He has power. Uh, Tyron Willie has power, oh, but yeah. he can also get tired. I don't know. Uh, this is not going to be a five-round fight. Um, it's his boxing rules. 
Tyron, uh, Jake Paul is dangerous. He packs power. Do not underestimate his boxing skills. I'm not saying he's out here uh, being uh, uh, what is Terrence his, Crawford. What is his weight? I think you can. I don't, honestly don't know. I don't think he can weigh more than 190 pounds, I believe. Uh, let me see. But in my opinion, I would take Tyron Woodley. Just because I can't see myself taking Jake Paul. Right now. Yeah, I just can't do it. I mean, I mean, he I, could maybe punch. otherwise, maybe he, he has a heavy punch, and he could box. He could. I mean, he has been training for what three years already since uh, he started this. Probably more around there. Probably more. But I mean, he wanted Tyron Woodley. He got Tyron Woodley. They've been making some crazy bets. If Tyron Woodley loses, if Tyron Woodley loses, he has to get I love Jake Paul tatted on him. I would and, rather bet that than bet my money. And vice versa. Like, I think uh, if Jake Paul loses, he has to get I Love Tyron Woodley on him tattooed, which is wild. Uh, that's a that's a wild bet. I would probably just done some, some money, not all my money, some money. No, I would. But I, a thing that's going to be on your body forever? Nah. No, fam. No, especially something sh- like that. So uh, both of them are going to be weighing in at 190, which that's, a, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. But, I mean, they're big, they're big dudes. Uh, Tyron Woodley. That's Woodley be the was highest. used to. Woodley was used to fighting at one seventy, so it's gonna be definitely. Yeah, he's gonna go in full weight. He there's no. He's basically going in without having to cut. Maybe the weight will be a problem because he'll be heavier. Yeah, he'll he was be already getting. He'll probably. He'll probably. But I mean, I think with him having to make weight, you know, instead of cut weight, would like yeah, having to cut weight would kind of take a toll on him that he wasn't able to keep up anymore. Right. So maybe this is his natural weight, and maybe he'll give us a performance that will surprise a lot of people. Maybe who knows? But I mean, I like I like Tyron Woodley, so I'm taking Tyron Woodley. Hopefully, he wins. If Jake Paul wins, I think he will get the respect from a lot of people. Yeah, because this is a real fight. This honestly is his toughest fight that he's fought since. Yeah, I mean Nate. What was it? Nate Robinson was a fight, but he wasn't a, a high-level fighter. He was a basketball player. And then you got Ben Askren, which is just more of a wrestler. He's not a striker. Now you got Tyron Woodley, a guy that's pretty pretty, um, pretty powerful, packs a lot of power. Um, he can for sure box, but I don't know for how long at a high level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just full-on boxing. So that's this weekend, Saturday, uh, the 24th, right? 29th. Uh, 29th, excuse 29th. me. It's on Sunday. They're doing fights on Sunday. Oh, it's on Sunday. That's the way that his. Uh, that's the way that this fights work. Uh, I mean, on the only one that I saw was that was on Sunday was the Mayweather one. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Uh, I think they're. I think that's like their tradition. They're gonna. Oh yeah, you're right. Sunday, August 29th. Yeah, I think that's the way they're trying to do it. Uh, because a lot of fights take place. I guess regular boxing, regular UFC takes place on Saturday. Yeah. I think that might just be something they're trying to do just so they won't cross other fights and start their own thing. But I respect it. I'll tell you what. Another good fight would be Amanda Serrano versus Yamelis Mercado. That's going to be the co-main? Yes. It's, I think it's Puerto Rico versus Mexico. Huh. And Amanda Serrano has been a contender in the women's division. That's featherweight division. She is the WBC champ. They have the WBO and the WBC. I don't know what exactly which one because they're both holding belts. But so in in this case, will this be respected by the casuals or by the by the boxing by committee or you know like will this be a a, a L or a dub for them? For who? For the real boxers that are actually fighting on these cards? No, this is for real. 
because it's sanctioned by a real commission. The the only thing that's an uh, exhibition would be the Jake uh, Paul, Tyron Woodley. The but the women, that's real fight. Those are real fighters, oh, real okay. boxers. So they're gonna have um, a, the the actual fight. They're they're probably gonna. I don't know if they're gonna go twelve rounds. This is gonna be on Showtime. Showtime pay per view this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Sunday. Oh Sunday, excuse me. Damn. I mean, hey, you've been saying we've been saying Saturday forever. And all of a sudden, these dudes change it on us. I mean, that's what they said. I think they said, uh, well, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Um, they mentioned some other shit that happens on Sunday. So they said, we believe we should be on Sunday. So, hey, hats off to them. It's on Sunday, and hopefully we get to see a good fight. That would be this Sunday on Showtime pay-per-view, Jay Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Okay. Let's hurry up and get out of here, bro. We got one last topic. You want to hit it? You want to hit it hard? Pause. Here we go. Football season is around the corner, bro. And I don't know about you, but I'm fucking hell of excited. Hell of excited for me, more so because college football is about to start. You know me, I'm a college football head. I love college football. I think college football is one of the best sports I've ever come across. And I don't know where it's been all my life. But it's since I've um, discovered it, I'm, well, that was completely wrong word. Yeah. Ever since I discovered it. Um, I just fell in love, and I'm more in love with college football more now, more now, more than ever. So that one starts on not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So, um, but the NFL will start the following Sunday. I believe the following Sunday, and um, the Cowboys are going to face the the champs, Tampa uh-huh. Bay Buccaneers. But before we get to the first game, we need to talk about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. I've spoken to some coworkers. They thought I was crazy. They thought I was um they thought I was um overreacting when the first news came out about Dak's shoulder. If you don't know Dak's shoulder has been bothering him. He's had a couple of uh, I think two MRIs. Um one thing that I heard Colin Cowherd say, which I thought was I mean, he's always great, but I heard him say there's thirty two starting uh quarterbacks in the NFL. You know how many quarterbacks have gotten an MRI? One. Dak Prescott. There's 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Excuse me. You know how many quarterbacks have gotten two MRIs? Dak Prescott. Uh That's a problem. Uh Because, yes, he was concerned. There was a question mark behind his ankle. Is he going to be good? He's going to be great. I mean, not great, but is he going to be ready for the first game? Is he going to be the same coming back? Never did we anticipate a shoulder injury. Now, a shoulder injury changes everything even more. Especially his throwing arm. Because you need that as the quarterback. Mind you, we lost Andy Dalton over the offseason to the Chicago Bears. Which was the dumbest move. I mean, I believe he left because they were going to pay him more money. He's at backup at this point, and if you get him more money... But who do we who do we have? We don't have anybody. Ben DiNucci is... Not it. A mistake in the beginning... It wouldn't uh, happen. And we made the same mistake twice by keeping them on the roster. And we don't have a backup. And like, I'm, this is Cooper what I'm Rush saying. is trash. It's not it. Gilbert, not, not it. it. Not, so I, I had some backup expectations for Gilbert. But with Dak the way he is, no. Dak cannot be a starter. Dak, it's Dak or bust. Unless... They pull something out of a hat, and they you go. remember that horrible, horrible year when Romo went out, and we had Whedon. We had Whedon. We had Whedon and uh, Matt, uh, Matt Castle. I think so. 
I don't remember, but it was trash. Bad. It was it if was. If it wasn't one, it was the other. It was the saddest year. At that point, Jerry Jones life. about to put a helmet on and just go throw his damn self. It, it was the saddest year, and last year was pretty sad, but it was the saddest year. But not due to we had a bad defense at first and foremost, and at the fact that Dak went down, yes, but at least we had Andy Dalton to fall back on. A lot of people know who Andy Dalton was. They were familiar with him, so they knew or they figured he could hold it down. He's experienced. His start. He's, yes. he's he's experienced. He's talented at the start. We don't have that. We don't have uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. We don't have uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Cam Newton. No, well, Cam Newton's the starter. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's somebody that probably is Ty- not Tyrod Taylor. We don't have a Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. We don't have somebody like that. We don't have a backup. Uh, we don't have a. What's the other one? That's in New Orleans Nick Foles? right now. No, uh, Nick Foles. We don't, we don't Nick, have Nick Foles. Uh, Jameis Winston, Jay, Taysom Hill. Taysom whoever Hill. is going to be the Taysom backup. Taysom Hill. Um, we don't have none of that. We we have these. We have guys. That's it. We have some damn guys, and but we don't have somebody like if we were to go knock at Philip Rivers' door and say, "Say, fam, we gonna need you. Suit up. We'll pay you whatever the Colts pay you. We'll pay you a little bit more than that. Just no, come be our backup." Where's Philip Rivers at right now? Excuse me, he's retired. Okay, now leave the man retired. Let, let. He'll come play for us. He because when Carson Wentz went down, he said, "I haven't ruled coming back out like if they're in desperate need." But it looks like they're having the the quarterback situation a little bit under control. And in, in, in oh yeah, yeah, I think I think I think I think Carson Wentz is is set to start. No, he's he, not going to start. I don't believe he'll you start. Don't think so? It's too soon. You don't. He already coming in injured. Give the man the right time to come back. When he so? yes, but what he played the season, he's in a better position he, than Dak, though. Because why? Because of his, his foot, he needs stability. He needs mobility. He's not. I don't know if he's a pocket passer, but that's besides the point. Dak is concerning me, bro. He is concerning me. The leg was not a problem for me. I believe it, with everything the diagnostic and the diagnosis that was given during the off season, he was making progression. He was uh, ahead of schedule, and I was like, okay, you know, this guy wants to come back. He's Full on. What were to happen if he doesn't? He's not able to come back this year and doesn't perform. If he were to able to if, come back, if he were to take another year off, would his contract be revoked? No, uh, no, 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 no. He he wouldn't. It would not be revoked. It's already good. It was already signed. It doesn't matter. His money is guaranteed. That's that's what it is. It doesn't matter. Doesn't he have to play a certain amount of games? That's if you have bonuses and incentives and something like that in your contract, you get bonuses off of that. But the guaranteed money is guaranteed. Whatever he's uh, estimated to get this season, that's what he's going to get, whether he plays five games, one game, or no games. Uh, that money is guaranteed. So he pretty much screwed the Cowboys. He didn't. What, did he plan this? He didn't plan this. Bro, no. The, no, what I'm saying is, plan. like, let's say his body's not able to perform. His body's not able to perform. They paid Dak for what he was going to be, not that's pretty much what I believe. What he was gonna, what he was trending to be. He is moving up. He's going up. He's not a finished product. I'll tell you that. These guys that were chosen in the first round, they have expectations. Your boy twenty one has expectations. I expect nothing less. Last year, we don't want none of that. Yeah. That is that is the disrespect for the highest, um, one of the highest running backs taken that high, and you hey, perform and you perform like that. I did see your boy out there. Yeah, he's out there, but still, like, I mean, you uh, throwing the football in the regular season is at a high level, oh, at yeah, a high yeah. pace, especially with uh, dumb. dumb. Especially game one, yeah, you're gonna yeah. be especially coming out with some dogs, big dogs coming at you. Yes, at full force, 
trying to take you out, hurt you, put you out for the whole season because that's their job. And that's a lot of strain on that shoulder when you're going to have to. Now 17 games? Yeah, he's out there doing his thing. 17 games. Bro, that's a lot. I, I believe that's a lot. Hopefully, he gets the right treatment and is able to finish the season. But if he does not, it wouldn't surprise me because a shoulder injury is very serious. If he does not and he's not able to go and you have nobody, this is a, a, a this is a, a, a coaching staff problem, a front office problem. Those are the people that need to be critiqued. Because if you're not if you don't if you're not attacking this full force, well, I don't know what the hell you're doing. If I see it and everybody else sees it, bro, you need to do something. I get you want to give those guys confidence, but Danucci played last season. Uh, Gilbert, he's played in the preseason. You've seen him in practice. No. Cooper Rush, you know what he is. He's a clipboard guy. He is not meant for that offense. That offense is too much for him, as, as sad as it is for me to say. I don't want to disrespect anybody because if you make it to the NFL, shit, you're better than me. Um, but, but they're they're not put up. They're they're not up to par. No, for what the team is right now. Yes, the so, investment that has been made. Yes, the time that is overdue for them to at least win a damn playoffs game, at least win division. We've done that. We're in the worst division, and you can't win a damn playoff game. You can't even get in there. You can't get into the playoffs because I don't believe if you don't have a quarterback, you can't get into the playoffs. But if you get somebody that with at least somewhat of some experience, a mediocre quarterback, just like the, just like Dak, if we had somebody like Dak, no, that's a disrespect to any Cowboy fan anywhere. If we had somebody like Dak that is healthy with the weapons and the younger defense that we have now, and the healthier offensive line that we have now. To just get the ball. Did we make the playoffs last year? But we just explained that we have trash backup quarterbacks. No, wait, 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 we, wait, 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 wait. Had, no, 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 no. Do, do not do that. Don't do that. We wait. have trash. How was our O-line last let, let, year? Let, How let, was our O-line last you year? Just, see, How was our defense last year? I don't want you to backtrack what you just said. You said if we had a meteor quarterback like that. Okay, boom. Pause that right there. Okay, you didn't have that last season. You didn't make the playoffs. You had C.D. Lamb. You had overrated 21. You had Amari Cooper. You had, uh, uh, what's the, dude, the other running back's name? Um, Tony Pollard. You had uh, our tight end, Schultz. I mean, what, what were we doing? You had a mediocre quarterback in Andy Dalton. Wasn't Schultz a rookie last year? No. So what, what were we doing? We didn't make the playoffs, so stop it. You, if you don't have Dak, we don't go. If you ha- if you don't have Zeke, we still go, because we still have Tony Pollard. We can still throw it. The Dak is the leader of the team. He's the face of the team. He's what makes everybody go. Everybody follows him. He is the leader. He follows. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what else you want me to say to get that through your head. Before is the face of the damn team, and everybody knows it. Stephen A. even says it, and he hates the Cowboys. I get it. You're 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 a Dak hater, and I'm not a Dak hater. Yes, you are. I'm just saying but, with the weapons that they had, the Cowboys are so, fully loaded. Running backs, receivers. But Our O line is healthier. It's not the best. It's not. It's the best. not what it used to be. Whenever no, Dak came into the league and made great numbers, 
But if you get an unmobile quarter, if you have an unmobile quarterback and that offensive line breaks down, you're going to need a quarterback that that can move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quarterbacks out there that are available that cannot move. So don't give me that mediocre shit. I think Dak is up there. Dak, what was he? Top five in in uh, in quarterbacks. Top five. It's uh, no, maybe not top five, top ten. I think he was number six. I'm, I'm lying. I think he was number six for 2019. No, it can't be 29. Just overall. 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 Right when, when they ranked them, I think he was number nine, number six, I believe. Um, But he's definitely up there. Everything you just said, lies. But, I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, you know yeah, how yeah, I feel yeah. about Luka Doncic. So, I mean, that's my opinion. Luka Doncic. So, see what I'm saying? The narrative changes like that as soon as I... Well. As, as soon as I... Um, snap my fingers. So... I believe Dak will be able Dak will be able to um perform at a high level just as long as he can get the right treatment. If he gets the right treatment, I believe he'll be fine. And I believe we have something to work with. But I just don't know how how and what they're they're saying to us just to not make the people panic, you know. Shout out to that boy uh what's his name? 45. 45. Um but Who's forty five? The boy Donald. Donald J. You know who Donald J is? You know who I'm talking about? Jesus. I'm talking about Donald Trump, fam. Oh. Jesus. Bro, I'm not a pol- not a political person. Anyways, um, yeah, so I believe as long as he gets the right treatment, we'll be fine. We need a backup for for sure. If the backup problem is not addressed, cowboy fans be concerned. Very concerned. Who who and, who is? And that's not what what you just said is bullshit. It's not a lack of talent. It's just a lack of health, a lack of. Um, Let me see. Who's a free agent quarterback? There's a, no, there's no free agents. I mean, the only one that's retired is uh, is uh, Russell, not Russell, Philip Rivers. But then you got uh, Nick Foles in Chicago. You have Andy Dalton in Chicago. Those two are backups. There's too many backups in Chicago. We need one of those. Um, you have um, there's a couple of them. Well, like I said, Philip Rivers. Those are the three that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, now, if you want to be a big dog, I don't think they'll do it. But go and get a uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. That's something that I was thinking yesterday. <laughs> but he's too expensive. Even okay. though he's not going to be playing, he's very okay. controversial. The Texas what is board, his deal? Bro, he's dealing his, with sexual. He, oh, no. He's, right now he's facing FBI. Charges. An FBI case. Yeah. Like, that's the last thing that I saw. Serious charges. Could it be all fake? Bro, I we talked about it in the podcast, how I felt about this was my conspiracy okay. theory. Okay, Antonio Brown... Dealt, that's, no, that's real. He that's dealt real. with similar situations but you, where he was dealing, you know, FBI charges. I don't know if he got up to the FBI, but I know he got up to that level. And he got suspended. And he got suspended. He got All kicked that. out. Nobody wanted to work with him. Yes. Similar but, situation. No, not similar because look at the two different personalities. That was makes you to believe that no, this yeah, could yeah, yeah. possibly not be true. Well, he did have an issue, you know. Uh, I mean, Antonio Brown had, I, I guess, you know... Uh, Anger, anger stuff, and the way he acted, the way he treated people, yeah, you know, etc. So, Deshaun Watson is just being accused, 
Yes, but he's, he's like he's, a model citizen. He's not he's supposed been. to be that type of person. Which that makes we you know scratch of. your head. Yeah. Makes you doubt a little. But bit. he does have a case. If he were does. to come back, what you know? The only thing that it would prevent us from getting him and acquiring him I mean, services. Will, will he be able to play? Yes, he can play. Have has he's detect- practicing right now? Have they released him? And he's practicing because he has a contract. He has to go to the practice just to keep his money. Yes. Uh, but what were to happen if he were to get released? Nothing. If you were to get released, you would just have to pay the remainder of his contract, which is what the Texans are not wanting to do. They don't want to just give out free money. That's dead money. So what they want to do is trade. They want to trade him. They want to move him on. Move on. Could we trade him for what? A pick? Trade him for Zeke. Uh, ah, come on. Bro. Trade him that's for Zeke. That's the start. If if. No, trade for Zeke and Amari Cooper and I could let go Tony Pollard. Amari Cooper. No, not Tony Pollard because then we have no running backs. But somebody like that. Somebody, you have to trade somebody like that. A lot of value. The only people that have high contracts okay. would be Zach Martin, Ter- uh, uh, Tank, uh, Tank uh, what's his name? Tank uh, Lawrence. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to go and pick up Blake Bortles. Hell no. No? Okay. I just saw that he doesn't have a team right now. Okay, so. he doesn't have a team. But how about this? As crazy as this may sound, which I doubt this will happen. Alex Smith? Before we get out of this, because we've been going on for too long. Um, RG3? RG3 is going to be uh, broadcasting college football now. He's retired. Okay. Um, what's his name? I was going to say Team Tebow, but no. Uh, hell no. I'm a Christian. And hell no. I was going to say uh, I will not Jimmy Garoppolo. I no, he's too much. He's a fluke for me. He's a he's another Dak. I, just, I have no faith in him. You don't have faith in Dak. I don't have faith in Garoppolo. Can't. I don't have faith in Dak. Either. I repeat the question: Do you have faith in Dak? Nope. So, what's the faith that you have in Ezekiel Elliott? I don't have it in Ezekiel Elliott. I have it in the team. To you know, if they're able to, are they part of the team? In the team to do a job to win games, there has to be a running game. You know, so. Mm-hmm. So why did they pay Dak? Can you answer me that? I don't know, bro. A hundred million dollar quarterback. A hundred million dollar man. I don't understand why they pay him, to be honest. A hundred million dollar man, fam. It's not what you believe he deserves. It's oh, what a team is, is willing to, to pay for you. That's the classic line. It's what the team is willing to pay you. I think I think he got the sympathy contract. He broke his leg with the team. They didn't pay him. Doesn't matter. Used them. That should have been leveraged for the he team has to say, success. you know what? You he has success because he's a decent quarterback. Decent. He's a damn good quarterback. Decent. He's And what's good? He's he fell into a great situation. He's not a good – he's not a first-rounder. He's a – He went in what, in the fourth round? Of course. So what do you expect from him? You're he's a, a hard-working, decent quarterback that puts a, in the work. Yes, as he should. He's a leader. As he I should, respect as that. And but don't put first round expectations on I'm a fourth round quarterback. I'm not putting first round. Then what are you saying then? I'm just saying he's overpaid. How? If he's constantly getting better, look at his numbers. Every year he gets better. Well, in a way, for being underpaid for his last four years, I guess it evens out. But anywho. I that, just think there's better options out there. And there's concerns. That's that's my point. That's that's just what I want to get to. There's concerns. To me, if he was healthy, I wouldn't have faith in him. So now that he's not healthy. You definitely don't have faith in him. 
Okay, so if he comes up, let me ask you this: If he comes out with a win, let's just say just just not looking too far ahead. If he beats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what does that say to you? Because if, I'm most likely he will play he, game one. If he beats the Bucks, well, I mean he is the quarterback. God damn it! Respect, so he's going to have to respect. Pass will start to grow. No, I don't. In the way that he wins. See, you're talking in future tense. I'm talking about in the moment. If he beats the the Bucks, as in as in the Cowboys, but he throws for good amount of yards, probably like over 200, 300 yards, and probably throws for about three touchdowns. Well, if he throws all day, of course he's gonna get some yards. Of course, but I mean, I mean, there's been times where he gets less than two hundred yards. So I mean, if he gets over um, four, he's been throwing for four hundred a couple of games before he went down. That's a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of yards. Well, there's a lot of turnovers and. You don't score touchdowns. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I'm saying. Luca, them free throws, them three points. Okay. But hey, I mean, we, that's one topic that we always bump heads at, which is make this uh, podcast really unique. So it should be an interesting football season. Like I said, again, football season starts in a couple of weeks, three weeks. I would say three weeks to be exact. A uh, couple uh, uh, Cowboys games, and I'm hoping um, you get your uh, thoughts together, and hopefully. Uh, gain a little bit of confidence and take this bet that I'm willing to give you. I'm putting my money not on the Cowboys. I'm putting my faith on Dak. How about that? Okay. And that should probably give you a little bit of motivation to bet against him. For what? Since you're telling me he's not it. So let's let's make it a little interesting. But we will get to that when the time gets a little closer because I believe you'll probably get a little bit of confidence. And I think a little bit of more Dak talk would probably do it for you. So... I mean, that's our episode for the day, and that's our episode for this week. I mean, let us know what you think about the topics. You may agree, you may not agree, but that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. We'll catch you next week. Take it easy, man. One love.